title of this song is Natamariki Otekohu. Mana engareo no mai anō ki tēnei o ngā hōtaka ko te ahikā. Ko te tūmanako i tautoko hia i tātou katoa, te kaupapa a motu ara ko te wiki, hei whakanui ake i tō tātou reo rangatira. Ko te reo Māori. This is Te Ahikā on RNZ. Tonight the show focuses on Te Reo Rangatira. We feature an archival recording from 1984 from Sir James Henare, who coined the phrase ko te reo te Māori o te mana Māori. The language is the life force of Māori. Ahakoa pēhe o tātou mā tauranga pākea, me o tātou tamariki. Kia hoki rā anō ki te ako, i te reo, i ngā mahi ākoro mā kui mā, kā tahi anō ka pūāwa i ki te ao, he tangata Māori. And can I say this in English? We found no difficulty in grasping the fundamentals of the English language. In fact, we picked up English very rapidly. And Ruia Taitia Creative Theatre is bringing Bri Grace Smith's play Pura Pura Fitu to the stage once again, but this time with a Te Reo Māori version. Ke mōhio mai koe, i etahi wā anō nei he rāwa hotonuau i tēnei o ngā kāi. Ngari, kaore koe ki te iau e whakakia nei taku tuweke, me te hoki atu ki ngā whare pikitia. <laughs> te mā kare rātou te pirangi ki a pera rawa atu koe. Hei, kare hoki mātou te hiehie i a koe ki te pena. This is Tiahika on RNZ National. Māori Language Week is a bit more personal for actor Rawiri Paratene. Over 40 years ago, he was the national coordinator for the Māori Language Petition in 1972. Māori Language Day became Māori Language Week in 1975. Petition that was instigated by Hanata uh, Himara and um, um, worked a lot by the Reo Māori Society of Victoria University back then. And the driving force of, of that of the protest movement was the group Ngātamatoa. And to, to see a, a growth in, um, well, to, to have a personal feeling of that growth, you know, I. I when I was uh, 18, when we had the first Māori language day, I would never have dreamed that, well, I dreamed that that would be the situation, but I didn't realise it was going to be a reality in my lifetime. Director, writer and actor, Tainui Tukiwaho. He mea rau e tēnei mea te, te um, Māori language rika a ki ngā te reo Māori. Ingari, kia hau nei, ka tīni hia ki um, Māori language Year, century. 
just to normalize our and that's um I think just building on the moi moi that um Papa was talking about you know he started with a day we're at a week now yeah. and if it just became normal on this trajectory that we're going on that would be a dream or something I would love to see in my lifetime producer Amber Kareen it's that week where the where the country can each year reflect and go hold on a second why isn't this happening all the time that each year we get that one week where there's a spotlight where everyone says why isn't this why, why are we not having um, having people on the radio and on the TV introducing things into the Māori? Why can't that happen all the time? Rāwari Paratine, Tainui Tukiwaho and Amber Kareen, along with the other actors, are bringing back Briar Grace Smith's play Pura Pura Fetu to the stage again. It was first performed back in 1997. This time, however, they're offering up another version of the play entirely in Te Reo Māori. I asked director Tainui how the rehearsals were shaping up. He says for him it's slightly easier. All he really has to do is watch the actors. script. <laughs> E rua ngā script te tahi i roti te reo Pākea, te tahi i roti te reo Māori hoki. Um, normally, uh, actors would get a month <coughs> to, to learn one script and rehearse. Engari, ko tā rātou, ngā mea e rua i roti te, um, i roti te rā wāhanga ko te tahi maramanoiho. Tō koutou puku mahu hoki. Amber, ko koe te kai hautsu, um, nau te whakaro? Well, um no kite fakaro um um kite fakatui te fakari um inga tau e toru te ahipa toru um i fakamari te nei um te nei fakari rongu ya puru puru pitu um no te ipukaria they commissioned um Wirimu and Te Ohorere Ka to do a translation um te ipukaria did. And um, it was first, I think it was published in 2014. And um, and when I was looking for, I was actually looking at places to learn more real, because I'm always wanting to learn more real. And I was looking at AUT and I saw that the Pukaria had done this and no one had presented it yet. Uh, no one had, had presented the Te Māori version of this classic Māori play. And so we uh, jumped on it. The decision was made pretty quickly. I think within a day, Amber had called um, the agents... Um, Called the writer and got, and talked to um, talked to AUC and gotten everyone gotten everyone together and then pretty quickly got Rawiri on board. We've made um, decisions though. The version that is real Pākehā, it only exists so non-real speakers can understand the story. You know, as seasoned um, actors, when you bring Te Reo Māori to the stage, essentially, what is different other than the language? Do the do the nuances change? You know, what 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 essentially changes when you're carrying out the mahi, the work? The heart of the story, hopefully, remains this has remained the same. But there is a there is a, a, a big shift. It's interesting doing this piece because it's um, it's not it's it's Māori of the of the day, it's it's everyday Māori, it's conversational Māori, a lot, most of it, which is lovely. I mean, there have been some fantastic productions of Shakespeare plays um, in the last few years as well. 
um, and they tend to use classical Māori. But this, the Māori that we're using here is more every day. Ai Rāmari. Tika katoa koe. Mō taku he, mō taku kore mōhio. E kore a muri e hokia? Me marama mai koe, koe nei tō kainga noho. Me kawa koe e a wangawanga i te mea he whangai koe. Tainui, kia rapau kare no kia kitea, pura pura whetu, kia hate homai koa te, te nako o taua whakari. What's the, what's the play about? Um, kia hau nei, the, the, well, the story that we're telling, I think is the point of difference, if anybody has, has seen it, um, and for those who haven't seen it, it's useful information. The story that we're telling is a story about a, um, a town that is in a position that needs to grow and move on, but it can't do that <clears throat> until some healing happens. And the way that we've approached this is um, having deep conversations about how love can, love used in the wrong way can hinder growth. And the way to overcome that is by applying love in the correct way or the best way to help people. And that's the story we're looking to tell. Ai, kamanaki a Doris iau me te mea nei he whānau wā whakapapa māiwa engari. Ki te hokiaku mahara ki taku pono. Ka mataku paiaha. Iaha, kai te mau mahara tonu koe. Ngā, kare aro tō ai. It's interesting um, doing theatre um, i roti te reo Māori because there's two audiences that we're looking to cater for and they have two very different needs. Um, our, our reo speakers who are Māori Generally speaking, a theatre is quite a foreign space. So we um, have a process that we put in place to make sure that our people feel safe coming into theatres and familiar. And then there's the, um, the people who, the Pākehā, the, who, who like to come to theatre but need to move past the barrier about te reo Māori being something that may potentially be inaccessible. Mm-hmm. And um, we have a process to get through that as well. But something that really excites me, I agree with you, that... Um, with the, the Shakespeare, there are a lot of, uh, there were a lot of Pākehā at um, the Toilets and Crest at a show. Or, uh, also, we did a show called um, Te Awirua, which was in Māori, French and English, and the majority of people who came were uh, Pākehā, but the resounding feedback that we got from those Pākehā was that there wasn't enough Māori in it, enough Māori language. We have audiences out there who are very hungry to hear and own our reo with us, which is a very exciting time to be artisting, making things for the masses. Pura Pura Fetu will be performed at the Herald Theatre on Saturday the 9th of July and at Te Pau Theatre from July 13th to the 16th in Auckland. James Clendon Thau Henare was, from a young age, chosen by his people as a leader. His father, Taurekareka Henare, was a bushman and a politician. He became MP for the Northland in 1914. 
At a very young age, Suhinari would go under the tutelage of his kaumatua and attend the last of the whare wānanga in Ngātihine. Suhinari was one of eight children. He studied at Sacred Heart College in Auckland. During his time there, he was one of two Māori boys. In his late 20s, he served with the 28th Māori Battalion. A rise in the ranks led to a role as commander of Company A. In 1956, he attended the unveiling of the Casino War Memorial and travelled with the Te Māori Exhibition in 1984. That same year, he spoke at Hui Mātauranga Māori, hosted by Tūranga Waiwai Marae. He talks about the importance of teaching children where they come from, their culture and their language. I still regard my mother tongue as my first language. I still do. Although at the Sacred Heart we had to take Latin. Latin was compulsory. We were told that we were not cultured and educated people unless we took Latin. So Latin was compulsory. So that was my third language. What use it is to me today, I don't know, apart from a few Latin tags I still remember. But my number one language was Maori. And number two, Te Reo And remember also, I was born in Taitokarau into the age where, I suppose, with the exception of three of us, the rest of our people were almost illiterate or semi-illiterate. Then we were, we were regarded as their spokes, spokesmen, whatever it was. To me, this was then the wide field and wide education I had by being involved in land and all sorts of things on behalf of my people, presentation of submissions to Royal Commission and all sorts of things. It was a tremendous field of education for myself and those of my generation who had some education. And the rest of our people were semi-illiterate or illiterate. In Pākehā terms, there's a distinction between being illiterate in Pākehā terms and illiterate in Māori terms. In Pākehā terms, I dream about those days and the education we had. Uh, although the strap and the cane was forever there, at the Sacred Heart College, the ritual was for the brother when he walked into the classroom every morning was to unhitch his bamboo cane from within inside his cassock and lay it on the table. As soon as he arrived, that was the ritual. And God help anyone who is caught whispering. I was caught whispering once, then I was told to go out and sing Ave Maria. <laughs> and the brother knew I couldn't sing very well. But however, I had to sing it. Well, perhaps recited was a better word. Ave Maria, that was my punishment for whispering. And can I say this in English? We found no difficulty in grasping the fundamentals of the English language. 
In fact, we picked up English very rapidly. I've often been asked the question, why? You take Sarapiranangata, all these great scholars of our Maori people of their generation, who knew no English, and the people of our generation, who knew no English, and yet were able to pick up English very rapidly. Some people are a little concerned today that before very long there'll be a few thousand children graduated from the Kohongareo that will be attending our primary schools. I can only base it on my generation, my own teaching. I had no difficulty. Tommy Kawe and I found no difficulty in keeping up with our contemporaries in our forms at the Sacred Heart, and yet there are only two of us Maori boys. We had no difficulty. Indeed, it is my proud uh, boast that I used to top our forms in English and coming from a Maori school to an almost predominantly Pākehā school. There is a Dutch family at my home village of Mototau, came from Holland. In no time, those children were speaking very fluent Maori, Dutch children, at the Mototau school. I asked their father as to why it was that his children picked up the Maori very rapidly. Well, he says, they know very little English, but they were taught their own Dutch language thoroughly. And that is why they were able to pick up Maori very quickly. Can the same then example the Maori children uh, used as in our day? And when we consider ways and means of educating our children from preschool to university level, can we think those, in those very formative years, like our children now are going through the Kohongareo, those very formative years, five years, they learn English anyhow watching television. When they get home, sure. I know my grandson, uh, our little grandson Robert, he's six and a half years of age. TV. Grandpa, Friday night, half past seven, uh, Night Raiders or whatever it is, uh, can I stay up late to watch Night Raiders? Grandpa, sing Poye. You know those, uh, those Maori people singing Poye. learning. <laughs> Now, what's that, uh, Philip? Bob. I says, Pop. He says, No, Bob. So, James Hinari is referring to the popular dance style of the 80s, the bop or break dancing. Here, he talks about the popular dance styles during the time of his late parents. <laughs> Military step, ahatu. 
So we were taught that when they courted, they courted per medium of the wayata, for yaibu. Not like our generation. We held hands, we danced, and we did all sorts. We danced till daylight. He says that once the dance was over, they would head back to the sheds to milk the cows. He says that despite the blazing sun, he would be sleeping underneath the cow. He would hear the cry of his mother who would shout, What are you doing? So you put your feet on the floor and stop standing on the floor and the body in the bed like this. Now, this might be funny, but it was all part of our education in, in life, which stood us in good stead when we had to go out into the wide world to fend for ourselves. But, then can I wind up in English again? Whatever our hopes are, our dreams, and I hope those dreams will be translated into action for our children, our young people in their education, that we remember that if we're not to end up like many races overseas, then we have got to think in terms of our children and our young people, our grandchildren, in being taught their own culture. I say this as part of the total culture that they will, in any event, obtain in the years that lie ahead to give them the necessary background. And can I say this, that many of the difficulties that our young people are being confronted with today stems from the fact that for most of them, they have no knowledge of their culture. Until they can have pride in their own background, we're going to have then much more of the kind of difficulties that our young people are faced with. We've got to restore to them the pride in their own race, and you can only do so 
by knowing their own culture and being proud of their own culture, and eventually as being part of the total New Zealand, New Zealand scene. Without that, we're going to have then people, young people, continuing to be what they are. It's not a bad thing being what they are, as long as they've had the opportunity of being taught their own culture to make them appreciate and respect their own background. Our young people, who are probably the parents of many of our children today, the whole generation has missed out and behoves every one of us, even I in my old age, then to do something about it. And here is your opportunity so that our people, our Maori people, as that great American said, can go into the valley of the future. Five years after that recording, Sir James Henry died at Kawakawa. Waiho, kote hokaro nui, hei mata puna mutu mata uranga, te nakuto hei kei hona hirau, karuhu hui mai nukau.